whether you're watching, listening or reading this, welcome back to the Rumpreneur vlog where we're on a mission to raise £1 million for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the world. It is a staggering 40,075 kilometres. It's going to take somewhere in the region of 11 years to accomplish, so plenty of time to raise that huge figure. I'm going to commit to running at least five kilometres every day and whilst vlogging, and I'll even do it barefoot style. So those regulars will know that when I vlog, I vlog about my passions, which are entrepreneurship and running, and most importantly, how these topics link together to help people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise as a release mechanism. Now, it's a beautiful morning today. It's about 11, 12 degrees, it's a little bit blowy, but the sun is out, so hopefully spring is finally here. And uh, it is Monday Motivation today, where we talk about all things motivation and productivity. And today's topic is the power of competition and how it can take your business to the next level. So as always, please support this challenge and this channel by subscribing and sharing and liking the content. And let's get started. So, the power of competition and how it can take your business to the next level. Well, often in business, we're looking for these teeny tiny little niche opportunities to try and, and get some advantage in the market something that only we're offering, so we kind of monopolise the market. Well, these types of opportunities are so few and far between, uh, in my honest experience, and ultimately, if you do stumble across one, it's usually in 90% of the time, that market is so, the reason it's got no competition is because the market is so small, and, uh, and it's not really viable to form a, a long-standing, lasting business. So, a lot of people look at competition in a negative this is business competition we're talking about. So what do we mean by com competition or comp competitors? We mean people that are competing with you and your business. So if you're a sole trader or you're, you have a limited company, partnership, whatever, it's those competitors that you're dealing or you're competing against. So if you're a solicitor, there'll be multiple other solicitors within the area specializing in the same field that you're working in. If you're a property educator, there'll be God knows how many property coaches and education companies all over competing again for the same demographic. And my point today is that a lot of people look at the competition as a, big, as a negative. Oh no, there's too much competition here, we're going to really struggle. But in actual fact, there's a lot of evidence that suggests and proves that competition is great for you and your business for so many reasons. And uh, I'll try and go through uh, five of the key ones today so that you can obviously understand and look at competition in a very different light. So, first point is, uh, is competition, you know, justifies or, or gives you justification that your market is financially viable. Okay, in the, in the first example I just spoke about, the people are often trying to hunt these micro niche opportunities that they think they're gonna build you know, multi-million pound business off the back of. Well, yes, they do exist. And you get a lot of marketers talk about, you know, blue ocean versus red ocean, i.e. shark infested ocean is 
with all your competitors are competing turns it into a, a frenzy, a feeding frenzy. Whereas blue ocean, if you find a little pocket, you've got you know all of the your target demographic to go out alone. So the analogy here is that feeding frenzies are, uh, are something that you, you don't necessarily want to get involved in, but you can differentiate, differentiate yourself enough in a competitive market, then you can find these little smaller kind of light red or pink little pockets of ocean or, or you know, blue, small pockets of blue ocean where you can make your business a success because the market is there, but you found a little way to differentiate yourself. So the first point is, is that competitors show that you have a viable market to go at. And it's really, really important. And often, you know, you'd like to think that, many people don't do this by the way, but you'd like to think that many entrepreneurs who have started their businesses in a certain market will have done their due diligence on the market. The market size, you know, the value of the market, you know, how many competitors are in there. And if all of these different competitors have done their market analysis and come to the same conclusion that this is viable and there's enough space to get a piece of the action, then that's further justification that market is going to work for you, okay? Now, there are certain extreme circumstances where the market has just been absolutely flooded, but this normally happens with kind of new opportunities. If it's something like a, an established marketplace, something like, I don't know, legal specialisms within an area which have been around for donkey's years and continue, are always going to be around in some capacity, then it's usually a, a relatively stable market so that you're, you're kind of okay with the level of competition. When you get something new that just flies off the shelf and people think, oh wow, I need to get involved in that, I need to get involved in that, they're the ones you should look at in far more detail because when it's something new, you get one person who's the pioneer of a certain market or industry and then very quickly, the market hasn't been established enough yet, but you get Tom, Dick and Harry or every every man and his dog jumping on board trying to compete and in those instances you can you can almost decimate the market before it's had enough time to get some traction and establish itself as something viable for the longer term so there is a caveat to that rule you want to obviously look at the how long the market's been around for as well as uh, to show how stable it is before you commit all of your eggs into into opening up your own business so that's the, the main one the second one is it helps you identify your secret source or your USP. USP stands for unique selling proposition or unique selling point. So what we mean here is, or secret source, it's, it's what differentiates you from your competition. So if you're, I don't know, let's use the property, property education as an example, because we are in this space. There are hundreds of property educators, people coaching and educating on different things. And it's finding what your USP or your niche is enabling you to stand out and have a, have find that kind of little blue ocean within a bigger red ocean, if that makes sense. And make no qualms about it, property education is most definitely a red ocean. And uh, our, our setup has always been, you know, we're marketing predominantly on, on channels which a lot of our competition aren't, i.e. we focus quite considerably on TikTok. And we also focus on younger demographic of how younger people can get into property. Now, most people who are educating property will be going for your kind of older demographic, 
that have kind of got a bit of capital that to invest that are a bit more seasoned in the industry and our focus has been on helping the younger demographic with little or no money get into the get into the space and start building a viable business so that's how we differentiate and in that massive market of, of uh, property education people wanting to learn about property we found a little pocket that's certainly bluer than redder where we're focusing on the younger demographic and helping them and that's what's enabled us to build a profitable education business fairly quickly we're not even a year old so um, so that's that's kind of how our take has come about it but the beauty of competition it forces you to, to work out what your secret source is you know if you are just another property education company how do you stand out well another thing that we do is that we decided that Jack my business partner is going to be the front face of our education company okay now he is probably yeah well he definitely is more more well known in the property se property sector than me um, now I have probably a lot more experience than him but in property but he's a much better front-facing marketeer than than perhaps I am so by him front-facing it he appeals more to our target demographic I'm a bit long in the tooth to appeal to the younger demographic now no middle-aged man running around the world <laughs> probably not seen as cool by the by the youngsters whereas Jack's a bit more kind of with it with the, with the younger demographic so that was a strategic decision whereby he's going to appeal to that market a lot more than me and uh, but the beauty of that is by partnering with me is you can use my experience and expertise because I've been in the game for well best part of 20 years probably 17 years I'd say that I've been in property for now big portfolio a lot of experience and he's also got experience in areas that I don't have as well so as a partnership we offer credibility there in terms of our, our backbone and, and experience so these are all the things that have kind of allowed us to differentiate ourselves so the front-facing person can often be a unique selling point if uh, your target demographic follow a person and that person is is uh, fronting the business then uh, again that can be something that's very much a unique selling point as well so uh, it's really, really important to kind of understand that so the next one so we've talked about about the business viability we've talked about the uh, finding your new unique selling point the uh, I'm trying to rack my brains what the what the next one I was going to talk about is um, so competition number three is ultimately all right yeah so the next one is innovation okay this is a, this is a big one okay when you have a lot of competitors in a sector this is the joys of content creation on a live basis you uh, <laughs> can often forget what you're going to talk about but anyway especially when you're running innovation is a big one so what it's going to do here is that if you've got a lot of competition and you haven't necessarily found that pocket of blue ocean that we talk about that small little segment of a bigger viable marketplace which is less competitive where you can stamp your authority on then uh, it drives you to focus on innovation and what we mean by that is that you know if you've got five six seven different businesses all vying for the same competition you don't have a clear and clearly defined USP then you need to find that so and it's often these things that drive you and your competitors to find that next market edge which is going to give you a, an edge in the marketplace which is uh, 
really, really important to kind of understand that. So um, finding that little edge that's going to give you and your, uh, and your business is super, super important. It's often the competition which is the motivation behind how you can gain a competitive edge on your competitors. But one thing you have to be aware of here is it's truly a race. This is like a competition 101. You make no qualms about it if you have a decent level of comp competitor, they're going to take you to the next level. You're not you're often as, go as good as your competitors and uh, they will often inspire you to bigger and better things. So having a, a quality set of competition is often a great way of elevating your business to the next level. So using competition as a, you know, in its typical term, competing against the best, you know, that is uh, often a way to try and generate your, your edge. So if you look at, you know, sprinters, for example, athletes, they might be looking at new training techniques to get that micro advancement which gives them an edge over their competitors or, or sponsorship with a sports brand which is going to give them a, a competitive improvement i.e. a perfect example is marathon runners using the uh, Nike Vaporflies which are also known as, as uh, 4% because of the carbon plate they push you forward it can, it can give you up to a 4% improvement on your marathon time which is huge and there's no coincidence that the last 20 or so major marathons have all been run with the same trainer. So again, there is an example of, of like sl getting a slight competitive edge on, on, on the field. So the one I missed, which was number three, so I talked about number four there was the innovation. Uh, number three is building your brand loyalty. Okay, we touched on the fact that front-facing person, it, it can, can give you that secret selling source and unique selling point. But also by having competitors and consistently putting content and marketing materials out there, you're going to be building your brand and brand recognition. And when you have this and you have a, a strong key person of influence fronting up the business, then you get a loyal following. Uh, you know, we talk about, <laughs> I mean, Pat Flynn, an amazing marketer, wrote a book called Superfans. And this is exactly what we're talking about here. When you keep, keep producing quality content, you have a, a solid front-facing individual delivering that content, you will build a tribe of followers. And then the ones that become customers will become your true fans if you continue to serve them and help them as best you can. And that's something that, again, competition can inspire you to do because building that brand awareness is a way of standing out from the crowd. <laughs> Once you've got that brand and that person at the front, you will get people that become loyal to your brand as opposed to competitors. In the same regard, your competitors will have the same though, if they're following the same marketing strategy. And uh, number five, so if I go through them again, we've got number one is market viability. Number two is selling source, unique selling source or unique selling point, USP. Number three is brand recognition and building a brand. Number four, it drives you to create innovation and number five, strategic partnerships. There's often so many, so many times it happens that you get, you know, people competing in, a, in an ultra competitive marketplace. They've all got their little USPs and independent innovations, etc. And it gets to a stage where the market is so competitive that two of the, the competitors decide to form a strategic alliance and actually partner and find enough differentiation, either they merge to take a bigger market share or 
they look at how they can serve each other and say, do you know what? You focus on that part of this industry, we'll focus on this part, and let's refer each other. Uh, you know, referrals, partnerships can happen in so many different ways. But often, staying close to your competitors and understanding exactly what they do, what their unique selling point is, what their secret source is, and seeing how you can align yourself with them if they have the right reputation as well, because obviously you don't want to have your brand or reputation affected, then uh, there's often ways you can help one another. Another prime example, when you go to competition in the sports-related world, you'll often get two elite competitors opting to train together because they share best practice. And they're, you know, what they're trying to do there, help one another be better on the basis that, you know, they're both likely to be better athletes by training and sharing each other's training methods, etc. And as a result, you know, the other thousands of people they're competing with, they're going to give themselves a competitive edge against the vast majority of them by training together. So that's another example of how this stuff kind of works. And it's no different in business. So strategic partnerships, alliances, you know, referrals, these types of things can often make a huge difference to the business. Sorry if it's really, it's really blurry today, so hopefully you can still hear the audio well enough. But, um, so that's it. So, so to summarise, number one, market viability. Having competition in the marketplace is good. It shows the viability of the market and the size of the market is big enough to serve all of these businesses and competitors. Um, number two is your unique selling point or secret selling source. Okay, how it helps you elevate what makes you different from your competition. Because if you don't, it's a really, really hard path competing in a competitive marketplace with no unique selling point. Number three, brand, customer, key person influence recognition. So having someone fronting the business, a front face, having a brand that supports it is a great way to differentiate yourself. And the longer you've been around, people will start making, recognizing your brand and your key person influence and you'll start building a, lo a loyal following, which will help, um, help, you, help you get your competitors. Number four is innovation. You know, how can you gain an edge if you don't have a strong enough unique selling point or secret source? Having lots of competition drives you to find that. So it, it promotes innovation. Otherwise, if you don't, you get left behind. And number five, strategic partnerships, alliances, referrals, etc. So often, competitors will partner in some capacity to help both of each both of those competitors gain an edge on the overall market so be aware of all these ways that competition can take your business to the next level so i hope that's useful uh, as always if you've got any questions on this drop me a comment i'll respond to every one if it's a bigger topic i'll do a separate vlog episode and tag you in please check the links in my bio to keep up to date with my challenge of raising one million pounds for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the world and also you'll be able to access all my content in any format and it's all nicely catalogued in a, in a category so you can find relevant content to you hopefully very easily so uh, finally I'll, I'll leave you with that my content I talk about entrepreneurship and running it's always been about how it can link to helping people overcome the emotions of stress overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise as a release mechanism and you know, every one of us experiences daily, weekly pressures in the form of stress. Okay, and it's how we handle that stress. If we don't have a release mechanism, i.e., the way, the ability to clear our heads, 
process what's going on, gain clarity on where we are, refocus and move on, those pressures are going to build up like pressure builds in a pipe. Okay? And if you don't release those pressures, the next stage is, is you're going to have too many things going around in your head which will start making you overwhelmed. When you get overwhelmed, you start, you almost freeze, you almost have a seizure and procrastinate even more because there's too many things, you don't know where to, to start. And then very, very quickly, if you don't relieve the pressure at that stage, it will evolve to panic and anxiety. And there you're flirting with the edge of mental health issues and a mental health breakdown, which is clearly what we want to avoid. In this analogy of the pressure building the pipe, the pipe bursts, you have a mental breakdown, everything goes horribly wrong at that stage. Now, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. Now, I've been there, not quite to mental breakdown, but very, very close. And I've lost businesses because of it, I've lost business partnerships, I've lost, I've almost been bankrupt because of it. And like I say, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. So, there's no coincidence that in the last 11 months of doing this running vlog, which is my release mechanism, I've made more progress in all facets of my life than I have done in the previous four to five years. Okay, so there's enough social proof that stuff works. And my olive branch to you is that if you are struggling with this, drop me a message. Okay, there's no catch here. The Rumpreneur vlog is not for profit. There's never any sale. Okay, so just drop me a message. We'll jump on a quick call. I'll give you a step-by-step -step guide on how you can get you back on the right path. Okay, and I know this stuff works because I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs over the years with this, this topic. So, uh, and I've got the social proof that I've applied it to my own life. So help is there. It's often free and it's all it takes is the, the confidence and the courage to ask for it. Okay, so take advantage of that opportunity if that meets your needs. So that's pretty much it for me today. Like I said, please do support this challenge. Subscribe to the channel if that's all you do and share it so that we can get it out to more people and uh, help me raise a million pounds for children who need it the most. So thanks again. I'll leave you as always. Stay positive, stay happy, and I'll see you tomorrow.